Hey, it's Mike from Realistic Sustainability. Ads? Ads are an important part of the show. They help keep us going. We hate things like paywall or pay to listen or separating certain kinds of content from our existing content. To be honest, we like to keep it all available. It's sustainability. It's information. We like to keep it all free. To do that, well, we've allowed ads. Some are partners. Some are through Spotify. We have listener donations. Those help a ton. And if we had enough of those, we wouldn't even allow commercials. Or we even do things like the product reviews, where if you buy something on a link through the site, well, we get a few cents for it. And for those of you who are already starting to do that, thanks. We've added my favorite books and some of the documentaries I recommend. If you buy some of those, Realistic Sustainability gets a little bit back. So don't do it just to do it. But if you really want to and you were going to anyways, use the link. But anyways, what you may not know is Anchor, the hosting site that we used, was bought by Spotify. And they've decided that Realistic Sustainability has a large enough fan base to receive ads. One thing I don't like is they want it in the middle of the show. Yeah, I don't really like that. I'm kind of a consumer of podcast, and it bugs me when you stop the flow of a show and throw an ad in the middle. Now, not to say that it will never happen, but as of right now, we've kind of found a way around it. Since we're already helping other podcasts like The Curated Culture, and if you're not checking it out, you should. Rob Bogan is still awesome. It allows a gap in the show because Spotify doesn't know that that's an ad in the beginning, that we're working with a partner. So what you're going to see is two different ways. One, in the front of the show, there's a partner ad or this PSA. Then the Spotify. Then the show. The whole show. It's the best way I can find so far to keep the whole show together. And again, at some point, they may catch us and they may make us fix it. But for now, I just wanted to let you know, we, we kind of need to do the ads, mainly to keep the show going. But also, I don't want to tear up the show by putting things in the middle. So right now, this is the way we're handling it. So as always, I appreciate all of you for listening. I appreciate your patience and for many of you, your generosity. And we will always do the best we can to offer the best show and do what we can to minimize the interruptions. Thank you. And, um, well, I guess enjoy their advertisement, then our show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. Habitat fragmentation. You know how hard it is to say sometimes? Habitat fragmentation. I'm practicing and you all get to listen. Recently, I was reading, well, wasn't reading. I was listening to a book. I've learned that with, with really tight timelines and getting things done, there are times that I can listen to a book that I couldn't necessarily read, like while driving. So I've been doing that. Gotta love Google. And I was listening to Nature's Best Hope by Doug Ptolemy, which was an author that one of our listeners recommended. By the way, thanks, Holly. And yes, I do listen when you guys give me book ideas. I throw them in a queue and I pick them out when 
as I want to change between topics. So thank you for all of you who send me books. And uh, when I read them, I will let everybody know. I might even start doing reviews on some of the books on here. But I was kind of relearning a bit more about habit, uh, habitat fragmentation. See, I'm still struggling saying it. I'm going to say it so many times. But I know it exists. I know it's a thing. But I never really dug into it as deep as the book did. Habitat fragmentation is when you take large, I mean, hundreds of acres of a habitat where the animals and wildlife and the environment have built this symbiotic relationship and you start cutting it up into smaller sections. This is where wildlife can't necessarily get from one fragment to the other. When for hundreds of years prior or longer, they have been able to. And what this does, it decimates the wildlife in those areas. Those areas become isolated from each other. And depending on the size of the fragments, it will no longer be able to manage the wildlife that's there. And it's not necessarily just animals, but plant species, grass species, other tree species. Same thing applies. It tends to create a massive reduction. Maybe a highway splits two, two sections apart. And every once in a while you see animals who have tried to cross the road and haven't made it. But the majority, they stay on their sides. Now you have two enclosed environments where the animals are now breeding in a much smaller segment. This is an issue, and it's a much bigger issue than most people think. We do the same thing with cities and towns. We plop them in an area and then build roads coming out of it in all different directions. All of those habitats are now being split up. Can they maintain the wildlife that's there? Maybe, maybe not. Likely not. This is why we see a, a sharp decrease in species, and it happens from insects all the way up. So that's why I decided eh, I'm putting this down so we can talk about it this week. Now, this can also happen naturally. Don't get me wrong. It is not always humans that cause this issue. It's just that humans primarily cause this issue. Nature doesn't do it nearly as much as we do. Nature can do it with like wildfires, avalanches, floods where it separates habitats. Even lava flow has done it in the past. But that kind of stuff doesn't happen as often as we build something in that space because we're starting to sprawl so much in the United States that anything that isn't considered farmland is supposed to be developed. And when we do that, we destroy the surrounding habitat. So keep that in mind. I don't mean us 100%. And yes, I do know it can occur naturally. It just doesn't occur naturally nearly as much as it does when we do it. So this leads to massive reduction in the biodiversity of all species in those areas. Remember, they've grown and adapted and evolved to function in an environment. And then we change the environment. That happens to anything. So we build a highway through there. You're going to get a great reduction. And sometimes that reduction can take it all the way down to zero to extinction, at least in that area. Next thing you know, let's say that same species goes to zero there, then it goes to zero in the next one. Over time, you can go to zero. It is one of those things that we just don't pay attention to when we're doing developing. We're more worried about where the road should go for the more to be optimal for the driver when we really aren't paying attention to the surrounding environment. And we've talked in the past that someday all infrastructure for humans needs to be integrated into nature. So I'm talking about it. So sometimes these become so small or you ever see in a grocery store where they build this tiny little green space and say it's for nature. No, it's not. It's for drainage. But they say it's for nature because it's like a, a stopping point where they think that n natural environment will stop there, get a drink, and leave. 
That's not why it's there. Just remember that. It's almost always drainage. But these fragmented pieces of nature then start to become these natural island stops for creatures, heading places. They don't tend to live there. They're too small. But they might stop there briefly, eat some of the existing wildlife or some of the existing foliage, and move on. These become safety points, not living habitats. So quite often, people will say, hey, look what we've done. We've created this safety space. It isn't. It is just an additional minor space. We've destroyed the habitat there. Nature needs the con- needs, needs a connection to these fragments. It doesn't mean we can't build a road. It doesn't mean we can't build cities. It doesn't mean we can't even build them the way we kind of like them, even though I think cities would be way cooler if they were integrated into our environment. We just need to think about them. Yeah, uh, you've, re- you've elevated an expressway, put pass-throughs. Make sure that there's a way for wildlife to get from point A to point B back and forth. They may not have as many ways to get across, but you've seen land bridges and you can have land tunnels. Things that allow the the nature from one side and and the, the nature from the other side to pass back and forth. Over time, they will know that's the passing point. But what you're doing is you're reducing the amount of destruction to the species on either side. When you build that road, you have to have numerous ways for animals insects, pollen, whatever, to go from one side to the other. And that's what we're talking about here. This is a smarter way to build. Is it a little more expensive? Well, destroying a habitat apparently seems to be very, very cheap. But doing it right may not even really be that much more expensive. It just takes a little more planning. And that's the important factor. We have to first start thinking about it. Now, I hope that there's engineers all over the world who start engineering areas to allow environmental pass-through safely for both the drivers, the people in the towns, and the wildlife. And I hope that they brag about it. I hope they show the world the things that they design and they create so that we can stop the reduction of this biodiversity in each area every time humans show up. Design for the environment. I hope that we see these land bridges and these wild corridors and all these pieces out there. And if we do, brag, 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 show the world, be the cool ones. Hopefully others will start to follow you. And in school, I certainly hope, because when I was in college, it was discussed. I certainly hope that it's filtering out of the sustainability realm and into the normal engineering realm. We have to take care of nature. If we're going to be a part of it, we're going to need it. It doesn't need to be an afterthought. We're smart enough to build within the structure and help nature and keep it connected. We are all connected. If we lose all the pollinators, if we lose all the mammals and creatures in these lands, it will affect us. We have to be one with the environment so that nature can thrive just as much as we do. Plus, to be fair, we're building these cities for the future. We cannot destroy the environment and damn future generations just figuring out how to solve the problems we've created. So hopefully you've learned a little something today. Habitat fragmentations. And again, if you want to read about it yourself, Douglas Ptolemy, Nature's Best Hope. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or on social media. If you want to support realistic sustainability, ooh, ooh, five-star reviews. I like them. Just go to Apple. Put in a five-star review. For some reason, Apple seems to be the king of reviews. And as long as you put them there, it makes everything better. So if you get an opportunity, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. You know I'm going to read them. 
because I love them. And if you if you think that realistic sustainability brings some kind of value to your life and you want to help us out and make sure we can do this for years to come, go on to greeningyourlife.org forward slash podcast. Go to our site. You can see some of our bloopers there and some other things, but that's where you can support us. You just click the support button and it will give you an option through our anchor site of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month. Thank you so very much for all of you who already do that. It helps us out quite a bit and we do appreciate it. And remember, we just get together each week to get a little bit better. We learn a little more. We know a little more so we can make better decisions. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week. 